Miss Yarrow, the Bursi. Greetings, heathens. Welcome to Hail Satan. This is a podcast exploring Satanism, culture, and life in general through the eyes of modern Satanists. I'm going to be your host. My name is Joseph Rose. I'm a member of the Satanic Temple and founder of a group called Satanic Delco. We are located in southeastern Pennsylvania, so if you live in or around Delaware County, Pennsylvania, and you feel aligned with the Satanic Temple, by all means, come knock on our door. I think you'll find that we're a pretty welcoming bunch. Today on the show, we've got a very special guest. Author and Satanic Temple organizer Shiva Honey will be on the show in just a bit to talk about rituals and to tell us about what she's been working on recently. Rituals are a pretty interesting topic, and not one that I can really speak about with any sense of authority or expertise. I've been a part of a couple of rituals, uh, which is to say I was in attendance at a couple of rituals. Uh, I did not play any role beyond that. Um, But I found them to be enjoyable. They were fun, certainly empowering, and enjoyable overall. My opinion has changed a bit over time concerning rituals. Uh, In the past, at some point, I was a little more skeptical of rituals because I'm the kind of guy that is not into any supernatural funny business. I don't buy into the woo. I don't rub a crystal. I don't put my faith in much of anything other than science and common sense. And so rituals to me came with a little bit of baggage when, you know, you allow all of the ideas that we've gathered over the years through pop culture and the depiction of satanic rituals in particular, usually focused on some sort of evil doing and all of that. Uh, But of course, we know that's not the case. In fact, I'm recording this episode here in late October of 2020, and on Halloween night, I will be part of a ritual of my own with some small groups of Satanist friends, and honestly, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope it will be an experience that is positive for everyone involved and offers them some liberation and empowerment. So we will get to some ritual talk with Shiva Honey in just a little bit. Before I forget, let me just do a little housekeeping business here. We've got one brand new patron that has joined the show through our Patreon page. Todd F. has joined us. Todd, thank you very much, sir. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your support. Thank you very, very much, Todd. We've got a couple messages from listeners that I'd like to read. Let's see here. We've got one from Lantha. Lantha the Wizard? I hope I'm saying that right. Hey, 
I just wanted to say thank you. I'm super new to the Satanic Temple, and they don't have any chapters in Australia, so I wasn't sure where to learn. It almost made me give up on it because it seemed like such a huge, daunting thing, but I asked about it online, and someone told me about your podcast. It's helping me learn without going from site to site with vague questions I don't know how to properly ask. So thank you. Thank you, Lantha the Wizard. And how fun is that, getting a message from a listener all the way in Australia? That's pretty exciting. Uh, I'll read just one more. I've got one from Atticus W. I love your show and content so far. I look forward to each new episode. I've always been a Satanist as far as the seven tenets are concerned, but I didn't discover TST until 2018. I've carried my membership card daily since then. I'm an officer at a career fire department in... I will leave out your location. I'm not out as a Satanist, as it could jeopardize my job in a very real way. It's illegal, but I've seen it happen for less. Keep up the great work. I look forward to hearing more each week. Atticus, thank you very much. And that is unfortunate that you're in a position where uh, you can't be out as a Satanist. That's always a bummer to me when I hear stories about people that have to keep that part of themselves undercover from their friends or family or place of employment or any situation like that. I've been in situations where you feel like you have to hide a part of yourself and it is a very uncomfortable weight to carry around. So I do relate and I hope one day that you're able to free yourself from that. But thank you for listening, and thank you for writing in very much, Atticus. One last thing before I get to my interview with Shiva Honey, I would like all of you to take just a moment to stop by HailSatanPodcast.com. On the website, you'll find links to all of our social media platforms. It would be great if you would link up with us on there. You'll also find a form to send us an email, which I encourage you to do. I love hearing your feedback on the show. And I love sharing your stories of how you found Satanism and what Satanism means to you or anything else you'd like to share. And of course, there's a link on there to join up with our Patreon account. You'll get some bonus content there. You'll get discounts on some merch and all kinds of other fun things. And it's the most direct way to support the show if you do enjoy the content that I am creating. So without further ado... Let me get to my interview with the fantastic Shiva Honey. I am now joined by a very special guest. She's the author of The Devil's Tome, a book of modern satanic ritual, and the creator of The Devil's Deck, Miss Shiva Honey. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. It's my pleasure. So if it's all right, I thought we might back up and start at the beginning which sure. came first for you, Satanism or rituals? I, ritual, I think, really came first for me. I um, I grew up in a pretty evangelical Christian home and was a pretty serious like Christian for my youth because there wasn't really any other choice. Sure. <laughs> so, but something that stuck with me that I really enjoyed was the the sort of inner journey that 
even that religion would give me um, the rituals that came with it made me feel like I had some control over my life and gave me brought some sort of beauty, I guess, to my practice. So even when I was Christian, I enjoyed the aspect of ritual, whether it was prayer or, you know, just getting together with other people to talk about issues and and try to work on things. Um, So I think that carried with me after I left Christianity but I really seriously got into practicing ritual and creating my own um, probably about 10 years ago. Uh, and that was before I identified as a Satanist. So by that time I had just left uh, the religion of my childhood that also coincided with me getting out of uh, separating from really abusive family. So I had, a, I was kind of in a tailspin of like, what do I do now? And also having this whole new world that was opened up to me because I was no longer you know, significantly judged or or discouraged from pursuing other sort of modes of knowledge. So I got in early into, uh, you know, getting more familiar with religions from around the world, the occult. Um, and I started creating my own rituals prior to even becoming a Satanist and, um, and, and really found that they were helpful in having uh, me being able to center myself, me being able to start processing some of the healing that I had to do. I found out around a little bit after that I was also diagnosed with PTSD. So there was rituals started to play like a really important part in me just feeling grounded and empowered uh, as an individual. So once I became a Satanist, though, um, that just kind of translated further into my practice and, and I got to develop it at a deeper level. So the interest has been there for a long time, but I feel like becoming a Satanist really was a, was a, a way for me to, to dig so much deeper into myself and um, use it in a whole new way, almost. Needless to say, you found that your ritual practice has brought a significant benefit to your life. Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, like I said, it came at a very good time. You know, like I said, I, I, I was familiar with ritual from my childhood and I enjoyed some aspects of it, but it really came to me at a time when I I needed to do a lot of inner work and really find direction. And luckily it was, it was there and has since like become such an important part of my own personal life. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been huge for me. So you'd already sort of left your primary religious background and found rituals and bits of other religions. How did Satanism first really appear on your radar? Yeah, I mean, I knew about Satanism. I was always kind of fascinated with the occult growing up, but I grew up in a home, like, I think there was maybe one book on astrology that my mom had left over from the 70s. She was pretty into, like, New Age sort of mysticism and that sort of thing before she met my stepdad, who was, you know, super Southern Baptist. Uh, And once that happened, you know, everything was wiped away and we were all evangelical at that point. So, um, you know, I found like an astrology book when I was a kid in the house and I'd look at that. And then I, um, I got into, you know, I was like the craft came out when I was a kid and like, there were all these ideas about things that I wanted to pursue, but was so scared because of both the you know, punishment for my family, but also because there's all this superstition around ritual practice. So despite the fact that I was interested, I never really had a chance to pursue anything until I was an adult. And, um, but by that time I just started exploring, looking around, um, and, I found Satanism when I was a teenager, the church of Satan, I read uh, the satanic Bible, but it was more of a, a sort of like, look at these people who don't, you know, like, it was more of an, I'm Christian and they're Satanist. So let me read this thing. You know what I mean? And thinking it's weird or whatever. Um, 
but it was still kind of fascinating. And there are aspects of it that I agreed with. And there was stuff that I didn't agree with. But then when right around the time when the Satanic Temple got started, I think around 2013, I remember uh, I have a very vivid memory of like reading about the pink mass and thinking about how funny it was and how interesting it was and, and how poignant the the sort of performative action was. And it reminded me of, of all these protest movements that I really loved uh, from like the sixties, like the Yippie movement and Abby Hoffman and um, you know, this theatrical sort of way of poking fun at uh, these corrupt systems, and that sort of thing. So that I thought that was really clever. And then um, from that point, the, the first chapter of the satanic temple TST Detroit started to form um, in the fall of 2014. And I got invited to a get together by a friend of mine, Michael Mars, um, who we'd been performing together and doing some ritual events together prior to becoming part of TST. So he invited me out and uh, we all went to a haunted house. And then I just got together with the gang and we started planning events and actions and uh, the rest is kind of history. So, so 2014 right, was when it really came in. <laughs> and for me. right there with with your friend, that was sort of your introduction to becoming a member with the Satanic Temple. Yeah, yeah. I it was well, you know, so many things back then. The temple was kind of an idea. Right. So there was we were the first chapter. So there were so many things that weren't really set in stone. But that was that was when I, my mind really turned on to like this is cool. We I went to I met up with those guys and hung out, and then we had a meeting afterward. And we started talking about, you know, some of some things that were happening on a legislative level that we didn't agree with. Um, RIFRA, uh, some, you know, a lot of these theocratic practices that we had a problem with. And we started talking about different sorts of actions we could take. And the fall is when we came to the idea about doing this nativity, the big nativity action of, of 2014. So as soon as I sat down with people and found that we all kind of came from a similar place and these people were like ready to do something cool. I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> so philosophically, you know, the principles, the tenets of the religion really um, gelled with my own values. And then, you know, aesthetically it made sense. And the sort of actions that we wanted to take also just made a lot of sense to me and really spoke to that, that interest that I had in, um, you know, theatrical protest and, and speaking out against tyranny and that sort of thing. Gotcha. So the activism part of it was just as much a draw as anything else. Yeah, totally. And I think like early, the early version of TST was very activist oriented. I mean, we still are, we do less, I think public protests now, but yeah. that was huge for me. Yeah. I, I actually had been quite burned out uh, on the activist scene. Uh, by that time I was like in my mid twenties and um, I had been super active in college and then I got really burned out. I think people just go through cycles naturally with, with, um, you know, if people are interested in activism, uh, that just happens. So I was at that time when I was really disillusioned. I had to, again, like pull back to kind of take care of myself for a while. And then I met up with the folks from TST and, uh, I was like, all right, now it's time to get back into this world. And now we can actually, you know, I felt like there was a way to be heard and, and do something that was really fun and interesting and different. And so I was like, I was all aboard. <laughs> I swear I've heard or maybe read somewhere uh, where you mentioned that in your early days of being involved with the Satanic Temple, you felt a need to maybe hide your ritual practice. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I think, you know, like when I first when I first joined the temple in 2014, there wasn't a lot of like guidance in general about what we should be doing. <laughs> like there wasn't, I was actually one of the founding members of the National Council and there wasn't a lot of like 
there wasn't a lot of guidance about uh, how we should be organizing or what we should be doing or what was part of the religion and what wasn't. Um, I think a lot of that's been articulated in the last couple of years uh, from a more general perspective. Um, but yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot of guidance as to whether or not like how accepted ritual was. I think we were still, there was a lot of people that were still kind of confused when TST came around as to whether it was theistic or non-theistic. And, you know, there's a lot of baggage that comes with ritual. So there's a lot of, um, you know, ties to supernaturalism there. There's a lot of trauma that many people who have become atheists or, you know, Satanists had endured at the hands of, you know, religion and religious ritual over the years. So it was something that I was a little bit nervous to get involved, to get involved with publicly or speak about publicly, I suppose, because I, I just didn't want to step on any toes. I was like, I want to represent the religion in the right way. And um, I remember speaking about practicing tarot, for instance. And um, at that time, I, I have like, I have Serpentina, which is my satanic boutique. And I also do stuff that's more like just kind of like middle of the road ritual for another business of mine called the Pentacle Path. And at that point, I was reading tarot. Uh, which I still do, obviously, but I was doing tarot and, and making ritual products and that sort of thing. And I remember like, I just heard people sent me screenshots of people in TST, like talking shit about me for, for doing ritual and tarot. And then I remember talk, getting on the topic on the, the now defunct official forum and getting attacked by a couple people for practicing tarot. So I think that there, there were a lot of like really hard atheists, um, who didn't understand the nuance of ritual maybe when TST got started. Um, And so I just kind of backed off from like speaking about it publicly, but then, then um, I got invited by Malcolm, uh, one of the co-founders of TST to come to Salem HQ in 2017 to, to create and lead the first black mass ritual at headquarters. And so from then on, I started to feel more confident. Uh, and, you know, I wasn't given a lot of guidance of, as to like what we should be doing or anything. It was like, okay, like we trust you, come figure it out. So at that point, it started, I started to kind of get the vibe that like, okay, ritual is becoming, you know, more accepted. The co-founders are into the fact that I'm doing ritual. Like let's, let's, you know, bring more light to this topic. But it wasn't really until 2019, even after having been the official kind of like ritual coordinator for TST National, um, that I felt, you know, that I released the the intention of, of the, releasing the book and um, started talking more openly about my practice and that sort of thing. So it took a lot of years for me to be confident enough to to talk about it. And and now I see this huge shift since the book has come out where people are like are seeing a lot of value in it. And I think the nuance is more understood now. And, um, you know, I think it's really, really cool to see. That's great that they gave you such freedom, I guess, right from the beginning there. Yeah. I mean, it took some years. I think, I think, yeah, I can't speak for the co-founders, but I do think, you know, there was, there was just like a lot that we had to work out. Um, I think before we made any sort of like public declarations or whatever else, I think it was, we're such a young religion and we're all just kind of trying to figure out where to go. So you can imagine the first couple of years were really kind of confusing. And um, now I think we're starting to get a better idea of, 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 you know, different ways that we can practice and that sort of thing, but it's an ever evolving process. Do you feel any conflict whatsoever between, you know, your ritual practice generally when combined with what we know about TST's anti-supernatural stance? Yeah, no, I don't at all. Um, I talked about this in my book a little bit. In fact, the first chapter is, I believe it's the first chapter is all dedicated to like the scientific evidence of the benefit of ritual. So um, ritual is something that's been practiced throughout the, you know, since the dawn of humanity as a way to, I think, even unconsciously, 
you know, do inner healing work and empowerment as well as, you know, bring groups together in a meaningful way. So it's something we've been doing as a species forever. And now that there is a, there are a number of different um, scholars that are actually looking into trying to understand the, the, the tangible benefits of ritual and how, how this actually works inside of our bodies and that sort of thing. So one of the things that I did in my book is I actually, um, I actually discussed a couple of recent journal articles that talk about the benefits of ritual uh, you know, you don't have to, to benefit from ritual, you don't have to have any sort of supernatural belief. You don't have to, um, you know, ascribe to any particular religion, just the act of, of uh, performing a ritual in itself can do things to help alleviate grief, to make you feel more empowered, to help you deal with anxiety. These are all things that I find in my own practice. I don't have a pantheon that I'm praying to. I don't have any supernatural association. In fact, ritual, to me, it's something that is able to provide grounding it gives me it gives me time to help you know understand where i am what my needs are what my desires are and um essentially to kind of like plan for the future and it's been something that i found as a satanist is is like essential to my practice so being a satanist i like to think of you know uh, satanism as a religion that promotes inner understanding that promotes action, that promotes you being in control of your own life, you know, despite what may have happened, what, what the external world expects. It's a way for you to be really centered in yourself and your needs. And it's, it can be a philosophy from which you go on to make big changes in your life that are true to yourself. So for me, my ritual practice helps me tune into that, that, um, ability to kind of mold and, and change my life as I like to help move on from things that have been unhealthy for me to help um, to help imagine a future that, you know, may have been unimaginable to me like 20 years ago as a kid. Um, for me, it's been absolutely instrumental in me being able to um, change my life and really mold it now into something that I I really enjoy. I went from, you know, having a life that was, it was okay, but like I endured a lot of abuse and stuff growing up. So it was something that was, that always had a shadow around it. That was difficult and all the shadow of other people's expectations to me, being able to practice the ritual in this way has been able to provide, you know, inner healing to help me move past those things. And also just help me envision a life that's so different from what I would have had, had I stuck with my old religion or perhaps not practiced, you know? Yeah, for Um, sure. A lot of people probably practice some form of ritual, whether or not they ever thought to put it in that category. I think it's maybe a pretty natural behavior that people get into. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I give it the example of one of my most practiced rituals just being like, I think I'm type A. So just having like a list every day of like what I want to accomplish, you know, what what the long time goal, what the long term goals are, things that I want to get done. Um this kind of goes back from, I have a ritual called the site. That's like a big sort of like a vision boarding. If you're familiar with that concept Mm -hmm. ritual, where you get to, you get, you can do it like on a quarterly basis, or I I do it at least annually where I'm like, okay, so here's where I would like to be in like five or 10 years. And I like really, I give myself a day to just like focus on that Um, different aspects of my life, things I want to accomplish. And then I'll say like, okay, well in a year, here's where these are the steps I can take in a year to kind of get to that place. So I'll, I'll have like two of these boards basically together. And, and that kind of provides the, the, um, the guidance for these like weekly, monthly, daily sort of tasks I have. So yeah, for me, like even just the act of like writing out um, things that I have to do to, to kind of like follow these bigger dreams or goals that I have and um, being able to like 
articulate them in a way that's outside of my my mind is both very relaxing and empowering and helps me like move more toward what I need to be doing. That's really great. You've written a whole book on rituals out there, uh, The Devil's Tome. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that and the new companion deck that you've created. Sure. So I decided after, again, not having spoken up too much for the first couple of years in TST, I decided last year that it would be really cool to produce a book of rituals for the satanic community. Um, Something that was distinct from the stuff uh, that the Church of Satan has put out and other authors since have put out. So I put together a book called The Devil's Tome, a book of modern satanic ritual. It is a book that is made of several parts. The first part discusses the science behind ritual and just kind of gives you a place from which to understand like my philosophy um, on the practice. It has a section on just some, a brief section about my background and how I came to my ritual practice. It has a number of solo rituals that I've created and used. um, And then it has uh, group rituals that I put together for the satanic temple. So it documents the rituals that I did at the satanic temple headquarters as well as some that i've done with um like the satanic temple uh, friends of satanic temple detroit and satanic temple west michigan and that section it's cool too because i actually provide like a pretty you know usually before each ritual too i'll just give you background on how i came to creating those rituals um i also include feedback from people who are partners in the creation of those rituals i provide some thoughts on like best practices when it comes to group ritual creation um and all that good stuff so it's got a little bit of everything in it um and the most important thing i think that the book does too is it's a place to jump off from it's a it's I think it's provided a lot of people the um, the permission to just go off and pursue their own practice. Like the, I think the one of the most important messages of the book is that, you know, you're not supposed to go into this book and like do the rituals rotely that I, that I wrote. You can, of course, if you want to, but the idea is to inspire people to be able to create their own practice and uh, empower themselves in whatever ways they want. So. And more recently you've created the devil's deck. Yes. And then I created the devil's deck. So that's um, my newest project. Um, I think of, I'm thinking of the devil's tome almost as a cycle. So at the at next, probably close to the middle of next year, the cycle will be complete. So I've got the book, then I've got the tome, um, the devil's deck rather, which is a, a companion to the devil's tome. So um, I don't think I've spoke about this yet, or maybe I have slightly. Um, I've practiced tarot a lot and um, I found that it is a tool that has helped just like ritual, it is a ritual in itself, but has given me a lot of insight and empowerment over the years. And um, so I decided to create not a full tarot deck, but more more of an oracle deck, I guess, is the closest thing you could compare it to uh, for Satanists. So I have got, I'm putting together a 30 card ritual deck, basically is what I'm calling it, that corresponds with the tome. So a number of the cards, what I call the ceremonial cards, um, when you pull them, Immediately, it'll it'll tell you to to you know perform a ritual in the book or take that sort of ritual as inspiration uh, for your practice, and then there are some additional cards that are more general, um, the illumination cards that just talk about different concepts, sort of like inner journey work that you can do as a Satanist when you pull those cards. So I, I think it's cool. It's like it's kind of its own thing. I I don't think anyone else has ever done a ritual deck before, um, but it also includes the includes some artwork from me, and it and it includes artwork from Lucian, the uh, co-founder who also did illustrations for the Devil's Tome, as well as Alexander Corey, who is another. Um, 
who also did illustrations for the devil's tome so Great. it should be pretty cool i'm i'm super excited i'm um working with a couple of different companies for printing now it's going to be it's almost like a showpiece in addition to being a tool it's going to be gilded everything's going to be super high quality i've spent the last couple of months you know putting together this whole thing and i'm super super excited for it to come out yeah i was very excited as soon as i saw the images of the deck i don't know if you're familiar with the process but i'm a letterpress printer oh yeah and, oh yeah yeah and when i saw the images and the the gold and everything i was freaking out i was so jealous i was like i wish i created this thing oh that's so cool well, you could do something too. That's that's amazing that you're a printer. That's that's so cool. Yeah, it's like, fun. Uh, if someone out there is new and has an interest in rituals, <laughs> is there a specific one or a certain type of ritual that might be a good introduction for them? Yeah, I um, I think that the site is a good ritual to start out with. So I referenced that one a bit earlier. Yeah. That one really is. It's pretty. It's pretty simple. You don't need a lot of you know, uh, materials to do it. And it, I think it just provides like a good grounding experience for other types of rituals to come because it is, it does essentially, I think it, it kind of encompasses, you know, the purpose of so many different rituals, which is just to understand your own needs and then act on them. So the site ritual um, is in the book and it's actually the, the sigil for the site ritual is the one that's on the, the card deck. Um, but basically it's a, it's again, like a vision boarding ritual. So with this ritual, all you really need is like pen and paper. You can use magazines if you want or whatever, but you just sit down with yourself and, and make just kind of like, let go of preconceived notions of what you should be doing. Let go of external pressures of, you know, friends, family, et cetera. And you just sit with yourself for a while and think about what you would like to accomplish, what you would like to experience, um, just essentially like what your desires are. And then you take whatever you find and then you write it down. You can write down words, you can draw pictures, you can clip photos from a magazine and put them on the vision board. But to me, that one is, is pretty simple and it gives you a good place to do the rest of your work. It's almost like the first ritual I would recommend before everybody digs into the rest of the book, because I think it, it provides a foundation for the work that you'll be doing, you know, in the future. And um, it's something that you can revisit as long as you'd like. And I think for me, that was, I think a lot of my initial work revolved around uh, rituals like that. You know, I think it's, it's so powerful just to be able to sit with yourself and, and really like tune out all the extra noise and focus on what you want and what you need. Now, in the book, you mentioned you have a collection of solo rituals in there as well as group rituals. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember how many now. I think it's 14 or 15 solo rituals. So those rituals are, I, I do a little bit of an introduction and talk about my ritual, solo ritual practice and give people some, basically, again, giving people the permission to create their own rituals, giving people the ability to um, just some some tips on like how to, to do a successful ritual and that sort of thing. And then I lay out, you know, I think it's 14 or 15 individual rituals that for different purposes that people can perform. So I have some for like uh, the first ritual actually is probably might be the most intense ritual of all of them, but that's the devotion ritual for self-love. I have rituals for finding love, self-love, healing heartbreak, um, separating from toxic people or ideas that you have, um, you know, healing from heartbreak, protection, sort of rituals, rituals for visioning or manifestation, uh, and then also holiday rituals. 
in that oh, section. Oh, that's really great. The holiday rituals. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure of ritual at first. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know what kind of role that could or would play for me personally. But a little while back, I was able to actually attend a couple. And by the time I left that night, my mind was kind of changed or solidified. And I felt that it was really empowering and also just fun. And I I saw the possibilities, I guess, that ritual could bring. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. It's it's one of those things. Um, you know, definitely nobody has to practice it to be a Satanist. This isn't like, this isn't something that you, you know, you can be valid, a valid Satanist and not practice ritual. It's all up to personal preference, but it's it's like one of those tools in the toolbox, you know? And I think that if people, I think a lot of people, if, if they were to give it some serious consideration and time can find it useful, you know? I think so too. So where can people find all about your book and the devil's deck and everything that you're up to. You can go to serpentina.com. And um, on that website, I have uh, copies like paperback copies and hardcover copies of the devil's tome. I've also got it on ebook on all of the the major ebook um, sellers. Uh, Unfortunately, well, not really. Unfortunately, the book, as you can imagine, as a printer, the book costs a lot of money to print because it's like in color and um, it's gilded. So I'm I haven't had like Amazon or any of those folks like print my books for me because they're too expensive. (laughs) So the only place to get a physical copy right now is um, is on my site or you can go to Pussifer.com Maynard's store. They've been like super supportive. We were supposed to do a book release at at, uh, that store last year or this past couple months but the pandemic happened of course. um also but also tst just has bought a ton of my books so they're going to be at the tst store as well soon and probably in about a, a couple weeks so that's awesome um but yeah i'll you can get a whole bunch of free rituals as well as check out the book on my website and i also have my satanic boutique there so i make candles and incense and oils and ritual kits too um that you can check out you can also find a link on that site to the indiegogo campaign for the devil's deck so this printing is only 666 copies each of them will be signed by me and um we've hit our funding goal which is awesome but um the it's we still have some copies left so that will I think, end on November 1st. So uh, if you're interested in the deck, you know, try to get in early to make sure you get a copy. And uh, yeah, just check out my site or search um, The Devil's Deck on Indiegogo and you should be able to find it. Cool. And I will definitely include all of the relevant links and everything in the podcast notes and our social media and everything. Shiva, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me. You got it. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Shiva as much as I did. That's about all I've got for you this time. Once again, please drop by HailSatanPodcast.com. Link up with us on social media. And uh, do your best to share the podcast with a friend or something. Until next time, Hail Satan. I'm going to ship it in heaven. He will free his service forever.